welcome to episode 197 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird two stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Here we are. Uh, uh, Another week. <laughs> you know, last year we dressed up in Halloween costumes, which I oh. guess we still have time. I was thinking about that this morning. Except my shirt hasn't gotten here yet. It's getting here today. Ooh. And you know what else? This has nothing to do with my Halloween costume, but it literally just popped in my head. Is the Three's Company sound um, theme song. Oh, come and knock at my door. Because of the shirt coming. Like, because Suzanne Summers died last week. Yes. I've had that song in my head all week. Oh, my God. She was so cute on that. Oh, Chrissy. She was adorable. Blonde with bangs. I don't understand how hot that is, though. And her little shorts. Oh, my God. So cute. So cute. R.I.P. Rip. I know. Rip. I know. Um, any way. So maybe we can dress in Halloween costumes next yeah. uh, next week, but it will come out the day after Halloween. That's okay, right? Oh, Do we cares? give a fuck? <laughs> I mean, who sets the rules around yeah, here? We do. <laughs> Are you sure? Every day's know. Halloween. <laughs> Every day's like, a horror show. Yeah. I mean, in the state of Florida anyway. Yeah. So what do you got? What do you got? We probably have similar. We might have things. some similar things. One thing that I thought was funny was you talked about it last week was uh, DeSantis mm. helping Israeli Americans come back. Mm-hmm. And then he left them stranded. Oh, in Cyprus. In Cyprus. And the the, the thing is like. If this was a genuine act of wanting mm. to help people. Right. You know, like, but this isn't. This is all, everything this man does is a political stunt. That's why he doesn't care that they're there stranded, right? right? Because, like, he still has his news bite that he's saving these people. And the other thing that, like, is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for me is this is the same man who had people flying Nazi flags outside of Disney with flags with his name on it, and he's never once condemned it. Right. And now all of a sudden... Israel's important. Here he is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't get one of his new campaign t-shirts? Oh, oh, God. It says DeSantis Airways, and it's got a plane on it. So... No, that's not a political stunt at all, Tina. I can't imagine where why you would think that. Why he's at How the, could you make a being, t-shirt on that? That is a, insulting. He's disgusting. People he's are, using are it dying. as a terrorist attack as a political stunt. People are for dying. His and you have DeSantis Airways? Yep. And also, I love that he came off the campaign trail to stand on the tarmac <laughs> with his goofy ass face. Ugh. Could you imagine you've just been through this horrific thing, you just want to get home and, and then you got to look you get at off and the, you got to shake yeah, this guy's You come hand? off the plane and there's Meatball DeSantis. <laughs> With his boots, his honey, high heels, his honey. high heels, his lifts. Yeah, it's gross. Those pictures of his feet in the boot. Yeah, there's something in that boot. That boot. No, that it's boot. a lift. It is a lift. Yeah, which also. I mean, with this poor man. Li- uh, listen. This eh, poor man. The psychological examination on this person, I would love. And Somebody I give it to me. Yes. Please. I would love, I would love a physical and psychological, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> is his penis really small? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait and a minute, you a need a good exam for that question. Because <laughs> I mean, we already know the answer. We yeah, already yeah, know yeah. the answer. We already know the answer. Also, how dare you say penis? That's my job oh, on the sorry. podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who says penis. <laughs> um, well, do you want to stick in Florida for a minute before we talk about... Uh, I, okay, I want to give a shout out to Senator Jason Pizzo. First of all... Oh my God. First of he's all... He's a king. He's king. He's a king. Mm. He's our little wonderful king. Yes. Yeah. 
And this is what we're talking about. So last week I lost my mind. Yes. <laughs> hey, but I'm better. I'm better now. <laughs> I took my psychotropic drugs Woo! and I'm better now. Um, he takes enough. the reins. Okay. Pizzo is a guy that takes the but reins. But he also listens. Yes. He's aware. So this motherfucker this week kicked off a month-long campaign of going to all the colleges across the state of Florida. Imagine that. Imagine that hitting the youth. By the way. Not going to, you know, places like Century Village. Yeah. You know, where old people are. Yeah. No offense. But they already, most people are set in their ways. Yeah, we all need to motivate these kids. We need these kids. We need the youth. We need, these are the people we build the bench from. And when I say kids, it's not meant to be an insult. No, You know what I mean, children. No, no, no. You're all beautiful angels and we want you to vote Democrat. Yes. And I think Pizzo is exactly the type of person who should do it. He's not old, right? He's not uh, incompetent. He's not going to play their their games. He's straightforward. He's if you've ever been in a room with him, he's no bullshit. Yeah. And he's going to go, "Yeah, this all sucks. Yeah. Like this is awful." And but we here's need what you. I, here's what I need from you. Yeah. He's an action guy. Yes. We need that here. And so, I love it and I also want to say, why is the party not letting people know about it? I think that we have a real problem here of not working together and everybody wanting credit. And like, you can still promote Jace, a Senator coming in, the major, minority leader in the Senate, you can promote his tour without getting butt hurt about it. Yeah. Like, please, like we need more people to know. We need people to see that we're doing these things. This is really important we, work. Yeah. We, we need like a, and this is why we need the youth too. We need like a social media storm. We need someone that, yeah. you know, that's constantly putting out all the good stuff that's going on, ways where you can go help register to vote. Like I can imagine if you're hitting all these colleges, like they're registering people to vote and hopefully doing petitions Listen, and hoping. I guess, yeah, I hopefully. guess there was a voter registration day a couple of weeks ago and I saw a tweet from the Dems this week because now I'm scouring their Twitter all day. And it was like a video from Nikki Fried and she said, um, oh, we're it's voter registration day. We're sending out 500 volunteers across the state, which I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. I mean- We've got 30 million people who live here, but it's something. Yeah. But also, I know I said bitch, bitch, bitch last week. Listen, bitch to me is in term of, a term of endearment. <laughs> right? Like, Tina and I yes. talking, I'm like, bitch. Yes, like, it's I, true, it's, it's true. really, it wasn't like, you're a bitch. But also, like, bitch, get it together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of what I, where I'm at. And I, I, listen, I think we've known since we started to work in these circles like six, seven years ago that there's always Mm -hmm. a ton of groups doing their thing. And it's really, it is a problem that that these groups don't collectively work together. But if, if as a party, you're seeing that literally no one wants to work with you, there has to be some sort of self-reflection there of like, why is that? Is it because when they try to pair with you, they're doing all the work because y'all don't bring enough to even organize and you just slap your name on it? Like, what is it of why people don't want to work with you? Is it because it doesn't go anywhere? It doesn't generate anything? It's not dynamic enough? Like, what is the reason that no one wants to collaborate with the Florida Democratic Party? It's something y'all need to think about. I don't know. I don't get it. I had some good reactions to my my rant last week. Nobody yeah. said it like, oh, this was shitty. Although maybe they wouldn't do yeah. that anyway. <laughs> but I, if you if you felt a certain type of way and you want to talk to me, please reach out to me. I'm willing to like talk about it. I want to hear about it. But everybody who reached out to me thought that it was it was great. So and 
I also want to say this too. When I was editing it, I thought, am I going, am I, did I not give her enough time to make a difference? Right? Like we need to give her the space to be able to, um, you know, we know it's, I'm not looking for, I, I'm not expecting miracles, right? right? I'm not expecting like, oh, now we've overtaken them in voter registration. I know it's chipping away and it's going to take decades for us to actually really see like a grand election like happen here, uh, like a miracle almost to get an, another democratic governor. But what I'm asking for are these little steps each, each year to get to that goal. And what is that goal? Like, what is it? Is it to get a democratic governor elected? Because we can't just roll the dice in 24 or whatever. Tw- yeah. 24 and say like, is it 24 26. or 26 in 26 and say, here's who we're going to have. Like, no, no, you we know, should we know need now. To be building to that, we yeah. should know now. I mean, we should. And we've know talked now. about this before. I would love to know for like all of our state senate races, our state house races, like who is on the bench, who are we yeah. looking into, and that would be, I would imagine, county by county, right? That I'm sure with the different districts, but like the county uh, clubs. Right, or not clubs, I guess, the yeah, caucus, whatever. Yeah, caucuses, but, yeah. You know, like Broward, Broward Democrats. What is the plan? Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, and they should know all of their clubs and caucuses within the county and whose leadership is in there and who are people that we can tap into to say, hey, have you thought about running? Have you thought about this? Like, and then, or if you're sitting in whatever seat and you're in a school board seat and they're thinking about you for a house seat, well, who can we come and have in that school board seat? Right. Like, that's the stuff how that we, I want to see. How do we see. build power? I want to know, power. because we've talked about this before, where with the Republicans, they know 10 years down the line mm-hmm. who they're going to be putting in certain positions because they're, they're strategic about yep. these placements. And I would love to see that in Broward or... Is there a strategy meeting? Is there a way where we, is there a committee, something that's just like a build the bench committee where that's what they do and, and tap into like who are leaders that we see emerging from volunteer groups Absolutely. and things and, and think about like, how can we use these people, empower them or get them confident enough to maybe want to run for something? Yeah. Well, I mean, why can't we do something like that? We absolutely could. All right. We're starting the committee. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Hi, Hi Broward. And also I'm be able, start a and also be able to say, to someone who's wants to run for office but isn't ready yet, here are the things that you can get involved in right now, and the to people you should you. know yes. that can help you. But you're not just going to jump in this race because you're you're not you're prepared not ready. for this. Start small and then move again. Set your sights on a on a one a realistic goal that can actually be achieved. But and but again, it's the ego. It's the ego. It's yeah. the ego. It's the ego. And it's it is. It's all these different. We're, My husband says it all the time that the Democratic Party is fractured because there's so many special interests. There's so many different things. But local seats shouldn't be like that. They shouldn't be like that. But we don't have, there's no, I don't know. I don't feel like it's cohesive. It's not. You know? Please. To get a binder and start putting plants together, you would they'd go. We don't have money for a binder. You know what I yeah. mean? It would take it's 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 simple or planning and organization. It, it, put people to work. It's like such a I'm, mess. You it's know, such a mess. I, 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 I'll I, help and do stuff. Ask me to do stuff. Tell me what needs. Oh, where God is bless. the opening? Oh God bless. You know what I mean? Like where is there a space of like we need help with X Y Z? And then somebody can we go. I heard somebody oh. putting a thing together about that, like who should run for what seats or what seats will be open, and we need yeah. to know who to fill them with. But also, here's the other. Oh thing. no, I know also, someone who's doing that because remember, I oh you I, were part I, of it. I, that's I, right. That's right. That's right. But but you know, like where do we go from there? 
Yeah, and I mentioned the Broward County Commission last week because it looks like, listen, I love you all. Uh, if you hear this, I love you. The people who work behind the scenes there. Yes. Not the commissioners. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, the walking dead sitting up there. Okay? It's enough. <laughs> it's enough. There are some people sitting on that commission that uh, single-handedly doomed us in 22. Steve Geller. <laughs> what are you doing? And also, you have people that work behind the scenes there that have worked there for a long time that are perfectly capable of taking over those seats. That's the kind of stuff that we should be you, doing. You, instead of treating them like your gophers, you should be right. showing them the way because y'all, they make so much money. They make yeah. so much money at that commission. They're but not going to give up that money. these people aren't your lackeys. Yeah, and, and also- And they're the ones doing all the work for you. It's time. Like, it, if we are going to build a strong party, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And you can't, what are you going to do? Die in the seat? Come on, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Come on. What are you? What is what, this? What is this? What are you doing? Diane. Yeah, Feinstein. what are you, Feinstein? Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> and it's a, and, and you sent me that clip of uh, mm -hmm. Zappa. Yes. About wanting to be remembered. Yes. Doing something memorable. And he's like, I don't give a fuck if anybody remembers me. Yeah. He said, it's people like Reagan and Bush who want to do these tremendous things because they want to be remembered. Right. Oh, they're and remembered. The, and, and the tremendous oh, things are not yeah. good. They're remembered. They're not good. And so like, why, what, go bow out gracefully and start. It is, it, I would have more respect for any of those commissioners if they were, like I said, put bringing somebody under their wing and, and preparing and us on. and keeping those, that seat as a Democrat safe seat. I'd have more respect for you than what's happening now, which is just holding on for dear life. They go to, they go, they serve in the Senate in Florida, they serve in the House, and they come back here and, and run for a seat. Just, there's nobody else Hang available. Up your hat. Hang up your hat. It's enough. I, I, I you and know what? Please. Again, Please. like these seats are not supposed to be lifetime seats. Yeah. You give your time to your community and then you have to move on. Yeah. We need fresh ideas. We need new energy. And I, I, it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm being I, ageist I, every time. I'm not I trying have, to be ageist. I like have specific people in my mind I know could oh, take those seats right now and be yes. fucking great at them. Like, I, 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 I don't know what you're doing. Their whole, it's, it's anyone that has this, you know, ego is good. Too much ego is bad. Ambition is good. Too much ambition is bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, it's, they, you know, you say it all the time. They have this and they don't want to let it go because they want to be invited to the things they want. You can still go to all the things. You could go back to just being a member of a club or a caucus well, and still volunteer and give yeah. time. And, and be respected. People, and be respected. And people oh, yeah. will probably still come to you for advice and for things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You'll, You'll be honored. You'll be honored. You like give other people time in the spotlight. But like, also you think can't about it this it. way. Think about it this way. Like I said last week, like there's reasons why people like Maxwell Frost and Anas Kamani are revered and like rallied around because the way that they speak about issues, they're honest, they're straightforward and they're young and they're energetic and yep. they, they know what the fuck they're talking about. There are so many people in Broward that are like that. And when we look at our party here, we want to be able to present in that way. We want to be dynamic and fresh and honest and straightforward and about the future. That's not what this looks like right now. No. It doesn't look like the future. It looks like we're still sitting in the past 20 years ago. We need to really think about how we're building power here. I, I'm only focusing on Broward because I don't know enough about everywhere else around the state, but here it looks like dead man's land. Like it doesn't have to look that way. We have really competent people in their 20s yes. who can take over these jobs and know it 
frontwards and backwards and we'll go to Tallahassee and fight for Broward County. Like we, you know what I mean? Like on, on Broward days, like they go up there. This, this, you are not owed this seat and no one, stop. I don't want to hear about any of them running for office again in Broward. No fucking way. And, and. You know, is there someone that can can have a conversation with them? No, because we don't have a strong Broward Democratic Party. You know, if you had a leader in that party who could actually be, who was respected enough in the way that he would be listened to, that they, they would be listened yeah. to, then that would be a different thing. Yeah. Same thing with you want to create a list of like who should run in these seats. You need to have yeah, a strong have a party leader who's right. going to say, we're not going to show you support because we've already, this is the person who has the track record and is going to run in the seat. Right. And we, we've done the polling right. or whatever and we know this person's gonna win right you're it's not your time but here let's let's see where we can fit you in thank you so much but let's see where we can fit you in right but they don't have that power because they don't have anything to offer the Broward Dems can't give you volunteers they can't give you money they can't give you time they can't give you anything mailers they they can you know what they'll do they'll mail your picture out next to your de- other democratic opponent yeah and be like which is I don't ridiculous know, pick one which is like, ridiculous like that's ridiculous it's you, ridiculous you offer because we don't and I get like you know there's there's so many people that we love and and all uh, you don't want to pick sides but you know there's a time where you do have to pick sides because we know in recent history yeah. a seat that was lost yeah, bro a I, seat that was lost I don't even I I am not even a, a psychic and I know what she's talking about Nancy Fry lost <laughs> Nancy Fry all right for no reason yeah for no reason but for petty bullshit oh he's my friend it's petty and I've known him since Bro- so Young what? Dems Broward Young I've never Dems. heard of that guy mm. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. I hey, never heard of the guy. My dead blind grandmother knew that was a wrong pick. <laughs> wrong pick. But so this wrong. is but this is the stuff where instead of saying what is best for the party and saying to your friend, "Hey man, like, you know, people don't really know you. Mm. You haven't been around for how many years? I never heard of the guy." Honey, please. And you have someone else who is so dynamic. I mean, Girl. my god, who gives up all of her time. Who's still working in campaigns. Still, still doing work and will still show up for everything that they do. Bitch. Please. And they couldn't support. It's, it is so upsetting to me still now. And we gotta, I can't, we gotta, I know. Gotta, We're yeah, moving we on. We gotta move on. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how it went down the Broward County Commission Road. Hi. Let, let's, uh, okay. So Jordan is out at spe- a speaker. As, oh, of, as of October 21st, he's out. They yeah. did a closed door meeting yesterday. Here's what the, my favorite thing about all of this. It's crash and burn. They for days, like Republicans for days fucked with him too. Like first he had a good amount of votes and then they, they were, this is real. They strategically knew that in the next vote, these five people aren't going to vote for him. And then the next vote, these five people aren't going to vote. The Republicans are fucking with each other in a way that's so insane. And Moskowitz put out a clip. I sent it to you on Twitter. I want you to insert it in the podcast. (laughs) It is when Mufasa and Scar, Uh, (laughs) when when Scar throws Mufasa into the lions. And then afterwards, the hyenas (laughs) eat Scar. You and he's got names like Scalise and Jordan and all the guys. Like you have to put this in here, right here. Yes. Hey. And now we're back. Okay. Uh, you have to watch this. I mean, that clip is insane. It's insane. I and it's so perfect. And Moskowitz, please go look at Jared Moskowitz. He's our house rep on Twitter. He he is the official Let's Drag Jim Jordan account, yes. and I'm living for every second of it. It's so good. It's so good. He, I just love him because he's he's quick with a quip oh. he's quick with a line he knows he's, he he loves making fun of them yeah and i, I love it yeah. i love every second of that Woo-hoo. um the la- i have one last thing okay uh is that so 
you know, our friend, friend of the pod, Harold Pryor, who's our Broward County uh. state attorney, created a, um, uh, I don't want to say it's like a program. I, I, I'm not really even sure what to, how to it, call it. It. It's, it is a committee. It's a committee um, where they go over old cases uh, that, uh, from Broward County where someone said, I'm it's innocent. Falsely accused. It's falsely or accused. falsely imprisoned. Yeah. And so they review those cases. And the very first person who... They were, and they work with the Innocence Project. Yeah, the Florida Innocence Project, yeah. which is huge. Oh, God, please donate the money. Uh, the first person they were able to uh, free from prison, he had been in prison for 16 years because he was wrongfully convicted, is Leonard Cure. And he... And it was of a robbery. Yeah, which he wasn't there. It was <laughs> like fault. The witnesses did not... Were, it, was, it was just all bad. And he was in prison for 16 years, which is traumatic. You know, so he gets out. I, I can't even. Imagine. I can't either. That's, he that's gets out this week. Um, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, last with end of last week, the legislature and DeSantis signed off on this record million dollar um, payout to him for being wrongfully convicted in the state of Florida. And he was visiting his mother in Florida, and then he was driving home to Georgia because he got out of Florida. <laughs> Lucky, gets out of Florida, goes to Georgia. He's living in Georgia. He start. He's speeding down the highway. He gets pulled over. The cop asks him to get out of the car, and he gets out of the car, and he's asking the officer, like, why? Why am I being... Oh, he pats him down, and then he says he's under arrest. Does and it, the but, second... But for what? For the speeding? So, so I'll tell you about my speeding part? experience in Georgia. Yeah. So the cop explains to him that speeding in the state of Georgia is a felony. Like, it's a crime. Arrestable crime. Now, I, I was speeding in the state of Georgia in June on the way home from my, my nephew's graduation, I got a ticket. I was in the car with my parents and my children. I got a ticket and I moved on my way. I, it was a $200 ticket and I pl- paid it, which is pleading guilty. And then I got something in the mail that, because I paid the county that I got the ticket in, I got something in the mail from the state of Georgia saying, a super speeder, which is the ticket I got, because I was like 15 miles over the speed limit, is a crime in the state of Georgia. And now you owe us $200. So this ticket wow. ended up costing me $400. They take speeding seriously, but I but was never placed under arrest. Were you, were you asked to leave the car? I was never car? asked to get out of the car. Wow. So this officer did this that. And the second that he said to Mr. Cure that you're under arrest, it, as, why as it guy? should, Give him a damn it ticket. fucked I, him I, up. And he, he, he started to physically push back on the officer. It was a struggle. The officer, uh, t- attempted yeah, to taser him and then ended up shooting him and as he's bleeding out the officer stood over him and said i guess you're not going anywhere now huh <gasps> and then as he's bleeding through his shirt and he's bleeding out and he's doing this then the officer went to the car to get a defibrillator to try to attempt to save him um there's also on the video you hear the officer like you know i don't know 10 or 15 minutes later once the ambulance gets there he's upset and he's visibly crying because this is i I can imagine shooting someone and killing them is not the way you want to move through your life and uh and the other officers are like well it was you or him so like we'd rather you be here it's anyway there's no reason to shoot him though i mean he didn't have a weapon they went to tell his mother and she opened the door and, and she saw the officers and they said the police killed him right like this is what this family has. They just got him back. This whole man's, his life and his death have been ro- so wrong. And he deserves so much more. I am so angry because mostly because of the comments, like on the Sun Sentinel article on Facebook, I've been fighting with these fucking white trolls, which I don't do. 
I don't spend my time fighting trolls. But when they're like, he he just got out of jail. He's a criminal. Like, you don't yeah, even you don't read know the story. Yeah. why this is a moment. You don't understand because you didn't read the article. Like, and then I kept putting the Innocence Project article yeah. in comments like, why don't you go see what happened to him that day? Why he was arrested? How long it took to get him out? Like, it is such a tragedy and such a microscope on this country and the racism and the police brutality that exists here. Turning a blind eye, the justice system is fucking broken. We, uh, a friend of ours works, who's also a fan of the pod, works at the state attorney's office. We attempted to get her on to talk about it this week. She's, she, they're not allowed to talk to the press right now, which we totally understand about this. So when this is all allowed to, we're yeah, going to have hopefully. someone come in here and talk about yeah. this because we really need to continually talk about black, pe- black and brown people and how they're treated by the police, how they're sitting in jail for years and years for, for drug for charges, what? for, for Tra- false and, imprisonment, and- for things that are like... It's and fucked. and where the sentence we know that the sentences are there's discrepancies between the sentences of what a white person might get for the same misdemeanor right. or crime right. than a person of color will get and then we have this example of you being a super speeder and not even being asked to leave your car uh, why is that right why is that right I wasn't asked it's, to get out of my it's, car it's I would have I would have gotten out of the even car ask right I would have done the same out. thing like why ask him to get out why not just he could probably see that he didn't, the officer very clearly also didn't do anything to de-escalate this. Like saying like, like what's also, going on? Also, he doesn't know who this man is. He right. doesn't know that when you say you're under arrest. That it triggers that, something Right. If him. someone were to say this to me, I would also, I don't know if I'd get physically violent, but I'd be like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? For speeding? Like I would have, I would have gotten verbally right. like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I don't know. I'm just, it's such a loss to me that this is such a perfect example of like who we are as a country. And like, we need everyone should, I saw it in the New York times. I saw people sharing it, but because of Israel, which is also a fucking growing uh, tragedy oh over there in God. Palestine. Like I can't, it's not getting the traction that it should have. And I, I, it's devastating. It's fucking devastating. It, and the money should now go to that family. Of course. Give that money to the family because those people have suffered enough. They just lost their son, their brother. No, no. This poor mother. I, I, oh, my God. I can't even what imagine. Could, what would you do? I, I, I don't even know what I would do. And I, I don't, you know, they've talked so many times about, like, ch- teaching cops, like, de-escalating techniques and different things like that. And if it's a speeding ticket... I, I mean, that's what he said. Why not? He goes, isn't this just a ticket? That's what he said when he said you're under arrest. He goes, what for? And he goes, for speeding. He goes, isn't this just a ticket? That's what he said. Like, he literally says yeah. that. And the cop goes, in Georgia, it's felony. What is the jail time for this? Like, what, you go in and then what, you got to stay overnight? Like, you know, I, I this doesn't make any sense. What, I, are you, what is Georgia doing? Like, is speeding that crazy there that they're throwing people in jail for apparent, it? It must be because I got that ticket. That's a $400 ticket. I was shocked. When I called, I was so, like, y'all I didn't mean, get my payment? And she goes, oh, no, this is different. This is in addition to. And I was like, what? What? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But so fine. Jack up ticket costs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I make, think he much make, rather would pay a $400 yeah, ticket and be alive tickets, right now. You know, and then... If someone isn't paying their tickets and now they've got a piled up set of tickets and then you want to say, okay, well, you have all of these unpaid tickets, you're violating your license. Like that's a different story. But to stop someone once (sighs) and then, you know, threaten them with arrest when you're not threatening everybody with arrest. Yeah, it's fucking insane. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have some follow up on that because I'm not letting that go. 
No. I want to hear everybody talking about it. Uh, you know, someone wrote, fuck around and find out when like, oh, please, you shouldn't be attacking police. What I was like, d- wow. What? I mean, it's just so not like, he, this is a human but- being. He's a human being who has suffered indignities for oh, almost two decades in prison for something he did not do. Like suffered his life. He lost time in his life and fuck around and find out that's Mm-mm. your reaction. Like the whole thing is fucked. You don't understand why he would be up physically start to get upset about that. And then he's killed on the side of the fucking road, like a dog. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. And this whole thing about, you know, just because someone is a police officer doesn't mean that we have to automatically trust that they're good and right and just like we have seen incident after incident. And so like, just to be like, Oh, well it's the cops. Well, you can't say that anymore. Cause we've seen so many incidents of cops behaving badly that why are we going to just automatically assume or trust that the cop is on the right side of it? Yeah. And PS, if the taser, like just taser, I, I don't even understand why you have guns. Like put those rubber bullets. Those things hurt. Yeah. Like you can, can, why are we having, why do we have, I know that this is going to sound super naive and crazy, but like, why do cops have guns? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like if the taser isn't working, let him run to his car and drive away. You've got the license plate. You've got all the information. Right. Like, let him go. I would rather there be like, let's find this guy and take him to jail because he fled. He tried to fight me. Then let's shoot him on the side of the road. And kill him. Yeah. Because it's and unfair. And figure out what's going on. Yeah. No one deserves to not. Yeah. What would the officer think once he knew that? Right. I don't know. I I watched the video. I didn't like it. I I don't I don't agree with pushing back on police. But in this situation, my God. <laughs> anyway, I got a, I got a long story. Ooh. I'm Richie, aka Midnight Agent Raw. I'm Devin, aka Special Delivery Dev. We're the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, pro wrestling, and much more. Check us out at SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Shades on. We're off. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let's and go. This guy, whoo, honey, I, it's so much fun, and I'm excited to tell you about it. Okay, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's Today. Go. By the way, the Ooh. first time I've done a story, it feels like in a month. Really? You know? Oh, yeah, because like three we weeks. did. Yes. Okay. So today I'm covering former Louisiana governor and U.S. Senator Huey Long. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay. Let's this guy, go. So good. Okay. So Long was born on August 30th, 1893 near Winfield. Old timey. Old timey. <laughs> near uh, Winfield, a small town in north central Louisiana, the seat of Wynn Parish. Now parishes instead of counties. That's what happens in Louisiana. I'm from Jefferson Parish. <laughs> uh, although Long often told followers he was born in a log cabin to an impoverished family, they actually lived a very comfortable life in a farmhouse and were well off compared to others in Winfield. 
Uh, Wynn Parish was impoverished, and its residents, mostly Southern Baptists, were often uh, outsiders in Louisiana's political system. In the 1890s, the parish was a bastion of the Populist Party, and in the 1912 election, Socialist presidential candidate Eugene V. Debs, Hi. who Tina covered on the podcast, received 35% of the vote and Long embraced populist sentiments. One of nine children, Long was homeschooled until the age of 11. In the public system, he earned a reputation as an excellent student with a remarkable memory and mm. convinced his teachers to let him skip seventh grade. Wow. Now, this is something his ability to convince people of things starting here at what 12 or 13 is what this this dude he's like a magician Ooh. like i've never like he moves this way and really becomes governor and senator because of his ability to manipulate people oh i like it yeah uh at winfield high school he and his friends formed a secret society advertising their exclusivity by wearing a red ribbon according to long his club's mission was quote to run things laying down certain rules the students would have to follow end oh, quote what? the, the what? faculty the faculty learned of long's antics and warned him to obey the school's rules so he's making up his own rules so he's like all right this is the school's or rule, else but yeah but you're gonna go by my rules? secret society oh, i don't know I <laughs> long continued I that long continued to rebel writing and distributing a flyer that criticized his teachers and the necessity of a recently state mandated, a mandated fourth year of secondary education for which he was expelled in 1910. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Wow. Oh, you don't want to go to school for four yeah. years? How about you okay, just leave now? Just leave. How about you just leave now? Wow. <laughs> so, Although Long successfully petitioned to fire the principal, he never returned to high school. So he got his principal fired. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So pamphlets, I mean, secret societies. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. As Am a student, I, Long. I feel like I'm not going to love him. No. As yeah. a student, Long proved a capable debater. At a state debate competition in Baton Rouge, he won a full tuition scholarship to Louisiana State University. Without a high school diploma? Yeah. Because <laughs> the scholarship did not. Uh, he, I don't think he. Like, he basically talks his way in and out of school. It's incredible <laughs> what. The, I, I don't know what he's doing. Ba this is crazy. Because the scholarship did not cover textbooks or living expenses his family could not afford for him to attend so he was unable to also attend because he did not graduate high school yeah <laughs> i know like wait a minute don't you have to have a diploma that's to get not gonna college? stop him that's not gonna stop him hold on <laughs> instead he entered the workforce as a traveling salesman in the rural south in september 1911 long started long uh started attending seminary classes at oklahoma baptist university at the urging of his mother who was a devout baptist living with his brother george long attended for only one semester rarely appearing at lectures after deciding he was unsuited to preaching, Long focused on law. Borrowing $100 from his brother, he attended the University of Oklahoma College of Law for a semester in 1912. How did he even get in this? I, he doesn't even I have a BA. I don't know. <laughs> also, maybe law school works different, too, because remember, sometimes you could, you like... You can apprentice, but yeah. he's not working for a law. I he's don't in a school. No. Can I do this? Can yeah. I just... Well, can I give somebody $100 and now make me a yeah. lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I want to get oh my God. PhD. To <laughs> help me out. <laughs> to, to earn money while studying law part time, he continued to work as a salesman. One of the four class of the four classes Long took, he received one incomplete and three C's. <laughs> so well, You're probably because yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't gone to college yet. <laughs> so. That might be a prerequisite, bitch. He got, he got kicked out junior year, didn't go to college, and now he's in. <laughs> and now he's in law school. I just tried to write out prerequisites. 
Resquit. I, I can't, I don't even know how to spell it. I don't know how to say it, but it's so fucking funny to me. And we should maybe make it the title and spell yeah. it the way I wrote it. Oh my it's God. so bad. It's so bad. Okay. Yeah. He later confessed he learned little because there was, quote, too much excitement. All those gambling houses and everything, end quote. <laughs> he's having a fucking good he's time. Having, he's, so he's partying. College. Yeah. Law There's school. gambling houses in college. They didn't have that when I, I went way, to school. And everything must be fucking. Like what else could that be but girls, Gam- right? Like, I mean, I just, I mean, poker and yeah, you know, all those gambling some- houses and everything, whorehouses. Yeah. Can I say whore anymore? I mean, I don't know where I'm at anymore. I mean- Long met Rose McConnell <laughs> at a baking contest. The two began a two and a half year courtship and married in April 1913. On their wedding day, oh, no. Long had no cash with him, and he had to borrow ten dollars from his fiance to pay the officiant. <laughs> What are you doing? Red flag, bitch. Yeah. Red I mean, flag. how did she not know this beforehand? Uh, he goes like these types of in his pocket. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And they met at a baking contest. That's so Southern. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, she's like, oh, there she is with her little cherry pie. <laughs> and Tina, he fell in love. Cena, don't get X-rated on oh. the podcast. Oh. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. Sweet surprise. Sweet cherry pie. What do you have? A cherry pie. <laughs> Shortly after their marriage, Long revealed to his wife his aspirations to run for a statewide office, the governorship, the Senate, and ultimately the presidency. Well, of course. And they had three children together. He then enrolled at Tulane University Law School in New Orleans in the fall of 1914. After a year of study that concentrated on the courses necessary for the bar exam, that's all he wants to do. Let me, how, what's the fastest way to do this? He successfully petitioned the Louisiana Supreme Court for permission to take the test before its scheduled June 15, 1915 date. He was examined in May, passed, and received his license to practice. Oh, so he doesn't even have to go to law school. Yeah. He's just smart. And then says to the Supreme Court, it takes everybody's his- taking it in June, but I want to take it in May. And, and they're they like, sure, go ahead. According to law, he said, quote, I came out of that courtroom running for office. And he certainly does. So let's get into this. Uh, As a lawyer in 1915, Long established a private practice in Winfield, where he's from. He represented poor plaintiffs, usually in workers' compensation cases. And uh, he avoided fighting in World War I by obtaining a draft deferment on the grounds that he was married and had a dependent child. He successfully defended from uh, from prosecution under the Espionage Act of 1917, the state senator who had loaned him the money to complete his legal studies. Wow. So he's in there with these guys already, right? In 1918, he invested $1,050, which is equivalent to $18,000 today, in a well that struck oil. Holy shit, right? The standard- Black gold. Yeah. Texas tea, but we're in Louisiana. (laughs) Black gold. Why is that so funny with that fucking accent? Gold. Because it's some fucking guy with two teeth who's saying it. He's like, damn, we're rich, mama. We struck black gold. Oh, my God. And then he gets paid two cents for it. He loses everything. But can you imagine, like, people who, like, you know, struck oil back in the day? Oh, my God. It's wild. Bro, that movie by Martin Scorsese that's out now with the, did you see the trailer? Beverly Hillbillies, girl. No, I knew Beverly (laughs) Hillbillies, but there's a scene in, I think it's Killers of the Flower Moon is the name of the movie, and it's about Osage, which is a a Native American troop. Yes, 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 In the trailer, there's a new trailer I just saw that was really good for it, but you see these Native Americans dancing in the oils coming out, you know, that's when now the white man's coming. Yeah. You got black gold and white man gonna sniff it out from you. Yeah, and take it. And take it. So- 
this well strikes oil, but the Standard Oil Company refused to accept any of the oil in its pipelines, costing Long his investment. Because, you know, Standard Oil is shady as fuck. Wow. Yeah. And the episode served uh, as the catalyst for Long's lifelong hatred of Standard Oil, which we will come back to. <laughs> Uh-oh. That same year, Long entered the race to serve on the three-seat Louisiana Railroad Commission. According to historian William Ivy Hare, Long's political message said, quote, would be repeated until the end of his days. He was a young warrior of and for the plain people, battling the evil giants of Wall Street and their corporations. Too much of America's wealth was concentrated in too few hands, and this unfair was perpetrated by an educational system so stacked against the poor that, according to his statistics, only 14 out of every thousand children obtained a college education. The way to begin rectifying these wrongs was to turn out of office the corporate local flunkies of big business and elect instead true men of the people, such as himself, end quote. I mean, we could have that very same statement about someone running today. Yeah. Also, so a lot of there, when we you know, start to get into I mean, it, there's a lot of comparisons between him and like DeSantis and Trump. Because once he does get into power, then it's all over. It's it's like, a shame. It turns a into shame. a monster. It's a shame. So the race was close, but Long defeated his opponents for a seat on the commission. So on the commission, Long forced utilities to lower rates, ordered railroads to extend service to small towns, and demanded that Standard Oil cease the importation of Mexican crude oil and use more oil from Louisiana wells. Ooh. In the gubernatorial election of 1920, Long campaigned heavily for John M. Parker. Today, he is often credited with helping Parker win these northern parishes. After Parker was elected, the two became bitter rivals. So something must have happened. Yeah. Their break was largely words. caused by Long's demand and Parker's refusal to declare the state's oil pipelines public utilities. Because oh, he still wants still to pissed. get He's that pissed. money, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he thinks this is a way to do it, but this motherfucker won't go along with it. Long was infuriated when Parker but allowed... You, I mean, what you can't you can't get someone in office to do your bidding. What? I mean, I know that's, that's like what everybody... That's the only reason he it. wants to do anything. I know. Well, Jesus. Yeah. So Long was infuriated when Parker allowed oil companies led by Standard Oil's legal team to assist in writing severance tax laws. Long denounced Parker as a corporate chattel. Ooh. The feud climaxed in 1921 when Parker tried unsuccessfully to have Long ousted from the commission. By 1922, Long had become chairman of the commission, now called the Public Service Commission. Here we go. That year, Long prosecuted the Cumberland Telephone and Telegraph Company for unfair rate increases. He successfully argued the case on appeal from the United States in, before the United States Supreme Court, which resulted in cash refunds to thousands of overcharged customers. Wow. Now, does that not send him home a hero or what? Yes. Yeah. After the decision, Chief Justice and former President William Howard Taft praised Long as, quote, the most brilliant lawyer who ever practiced before the court, end quote. Dang, he didn't even go to school. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> Tina, how about that? I mean, you were making fun of him because he didn't go to college. Know, here you get he his is. prerequisite. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> prerequisite. Yes. I got it. My brain clicked. I got it. <laughs> okay. So, governor. <gasps> here we go. In the 1924 election, on August 30th, 1923, Long announced his candidacy for the governorship of Louisiana. He stumped throughout the state, personally distributing circulars and posters. He denounced Governor Parker, his asshole uh, up there as a corporate stooge vilified uh, standard oil and assailed local political bosses he campaigned in rural areas disenfranchised by the state's political establishment who he called the old regulars uh, which 
is who we talked about yeah. this morning uh, earlier in the, podcast. the old guard, the old regulars. Since the 1877 end of the Republican-controlled Reconstruction government, they had controlled most of the state through alliances with uh, local officials. With negligible support for Republicans, Louisiana was essentially a one-party state under the Democratic old regulars. When we say Democrats, you know, we talk about the uh, what? Do, what do we call them? The Southern Democrats, yeah. right? The people who like were for slavery before every yes. okay. So holding mock elections in which they invoked the lost cause of the Confederacy, the old regulars presided over a corrupt government that largely benefited benefited the planter class, which is like the upper people who own property, the upper middle class uh, families. Despite an enthusiastic campaign, Long came third in the primary and was eliminated. The Ku Klux Klan's prominence in Louisiana was the campaign's primary issue. While the two other candidates strongly opposed or supported the Klan, long remained neutral, alienating both sides. It was the only election Make a decision. he ever this lost. This shouldn't be a hard... Uh, yeah, but he's trying to play both sides, yeah. right? And like, that's... You can't do that Yeah, sometimes. this is Louisiana. Are you with the Klan or not? <laughs> so, in 1928, he runs again. And he spent the intervening four years building his reputation in political organization, particularly in the heavy... Heavily Catholic urban South, despite disagreeing with their politics, long campaigned for the Catholic U.S. senators in 1924 and 26. Smart. Uh, government mismanagement during the Great Mississippi Flood of 1927 gained long, gained long the support of Cajuns, whose land had been affected. He formally launched his second campaign for governor in 1927, using the slogan, slogan, quote, every man a king, but no one wears a crown, end quote. Oh. I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Uh, long developed no novel campaign techniques, including the use of sound trucks and radio commercials. Oh. His stance on race was unorthodox. According uh -oh. to T. Harry Williams, Long was, quote, the first Southern mass leader to leave aside race baiting and appeals to the Southern tradition and the Southern past and address himself to the social and economic problems of the present, end quote. Okay. Also smart. Okay. Right? Not blaming. Yeah. Okay. The campaign sometimes descended into brutality. When the 60-year-old incumbent governor called Long a liar during a chance encounter in the lobby of the Roosevelt Hotel, Long punched him in the face. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck you. Guy 60 years old, he punched him in the face. Punched him right in the face. Wow. <laughs> I this need is, it. I need it. Yeah. I want someone to get punched in the face. Gates. I was going to just say Gates. He got that punchable face. Someone Ugh. just do it. Ugh. Behind closed doors, just Ugh. tell me it happened. I just Not don't, I don't need to see it. Not off that face. That fucking asshole. Ugh. What an asshole. Those squinty eyes. Oh, my God. That chin. I, I have never in my that, life. Ugh. Ugh. Fuck. Ugh. And they're still trying to blame Democrats for this mess. <laughs> I mean, really, y'all? Like, what is... <laughs> what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, what are you doing? It's, it's not working. It's no, not working. They look insane. They look insane. The party looks insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, our part. I mean, yeah. not that our party's so great. But give me a break. Come but on. we're not evil and insane. No. You know. No. We're a little evil, but not insane. Not insane. The Democratic I mean, primary. Well, <laughs> but not as evil, not as insane. Yeah. Senile. <laughs> yeah. Definitely senile. Yeah. When the six year old they got their seniles over there with Trump who can't even like that's true. finish sentences anymore. Motherfucker's stroking out on camera and they're like, put him back out yeah. there. He's doing fine. McConnell's fine. Yeah, McConnell. Motherfucker has two strokes Trump. on camera and they're still trotting him and his ass out. Woo! His name's not that strong. Y'all don't need to hang on to that guy yeah. either. Like I don't Ooh. know what you're doing. They're like yeah, they're hanging but, on but, to that but, water. But because who who look who's look who's behind him? Gates. Like that's who you're gonna trot out Ugh. as the person who's running this now? Jesus. Y'all need to get together. 
Okay, so in the Democratic primary, Long polled uh, 126,000 votes, a plurality of 43%. His margin was the largest in state history, and no opponent chose to face him in a runoff. After earning the Democratic nomination, he easily defeated the Republican nominee in the general election with 96.1% of the vote. Holy shit. And at age 35, Long was the youngest person ever elected to governor of Louisiana. Some 15,000 Louisianians traveled to Baton Rouge for his inauguration. He set up large tents, free drinks, jazz bands on the Capitol grounds. Um, and while previous elections were normally divided culturally and religiously, Long highlighted the sharp economic divide in the state and built a new mm. coalition based on class. Long's strength, said the contemporary novelist Sherwood Anderson, relied on, quote, the terrible South, the beaten, ignorant, Bible-ridden, white Southern, white South. Faulkner occasionally really touches it. It has to be paid for. Mm. Right? I, okay. I love, uh, uh. Sherwood sure Anders. He has a, a great book called Winesburg, Ohio. That's like my favorite. Nice. It's like a collection of short stories, but they're all connected. Sorry. No, love it. Sorry. Literature moment. <laughs> book moment. <laughs> so uh, his first year in office. Once in office on May 21st, 1928, long moved quickly. Here we go. Now, uh -oh. this is now it's the spiral. Now favorite. it's the spiral. Yeah, this is what we know. When somebody gets that power, how they handle it and what they do next is always who they are, right? And so this guy gets into office and baby, it's like massacre time. Like we are going to start <laughs> chopping fucking heads off. Let's go. Okay. So he moves into office May 21st, 1928. He quickly consolidated power, firing hundreds of opponents in the state bureaucracy at all ranks from cabinet level heads of departments to state road workers. Like previous governors, he filled the vacancies with patronage appointments from his network of political supporters. Every state employee who depended on Long for a job was expected to pay a portion of their salary at election time directly into his campaign fund. And that has to be illegal. Of course. Once his control. Can you imagine of, that? Yeah, have you given your money yet? God. Do you want another paycheck or no? Wow. Uh, over, once in his control over the state's political apparatus was strengthened, Long pushed several bills through the 1929 session of the Louisiana State Legislature to fulfill campaign promises. His bills met opposition from legislators, wealthy citizens, and the media, but Long used aggressive tactics to ensure passage. He would appear unannounced on the floor of both the House and the Senate <laughs> or in their committees, corralling reluctant representatives and state senators and bullying opponents. Oh, so, so basically he's just strong-arming yeah. everyone into what he Could wants. Could you imagine the governor shows up and it's just like, this is what you're doing? Holy fuck. No. When an opposing legislator once suggested Long was unfamiliar with the Louisiana Constitution, he declared, quote, I'm the Constitution around here now, end quote. Wow. Now, I got to tell you, balls. that just sent like shivers down my spine because it is something you would hear Trump say. Or DeSantis. Or DeSantis. DeSantis for I'm sure. like, yeah, like I'm the captain now, yeah. right? Like looking, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now, like that from that movie, right? Yeah. That's the same thing. I'm the constitution now. Oh, like if I had a dick, it'd be hard right now. <laughs> it's, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah. There's a level of hot. It's BDE. That's a turn on. Is that BDE? It's fucking BDE, BDE. where I'm just like, oh, hey, right? <laughs> but also, what? Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Louisiana. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you see me running with dust behind me. Like, I got to get the fuck out. <sighs> I'm the constitution around here now. No, that's huge. <laughs> that's crazy. 
crazy. But it's scary. I mean, but it, that's intimidating. Oh yeah, and I'd be you like, know, yes, sir. You, yeah. How do you want me to vote? What am I, what am I supposed yeah. to do? How do get how out. do you just get out? Go against that. This is like the leader, bruh. So one program long approved was a free textbook program for school children. Okay. Long's free school books angered Catholics who usually sent their children to private schools. Because, you know, what about me? What am I going to get? <laughs> what about my kids? Just don't they have a bunch of free Bibles somewhere? <laughs> Protect the children. If I hear if I hear or see one more thing from these fucking dumb moms who are like, we got to protect the yeah. kids shut the fuck up did you yeah. see this woman at the fucking school board meeting oh this week? my Brown county school God. board had to decide on sex education because we didn't have it last yeah. year so we had to do it this year and this one woman goes they're teaching kids about masturbation and a literal quote that scott travis from sun sentinel <laughs> tweeted was quote i learned about masturbation alone i had to do self-discovery <laughs> something like that and i was like i retweeted i'm like i want to hear more from this speaker yes <laughs> please I tell mean, me more about your disgusting masturbation like i now, I say disgusting because she was gross. But, like, why do I need to hear about this? I don't want to hear about you masturbating, bitch. No. And, 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 listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Kids need to learn about sex education. Yeah. They need, because, listen, these kids... They hear crazy stuff. Do Are we going to do this again? Because we've done this on the podcast. No, I know. Like orange soda. Yes. Squirting orange soda right. up your cooch. Yes. We'll kill it. Semen. Yeah. Doing, but, but it, kid, in a, doing yeah. it in a hot tub. You can't get pregnant. I mean. They don't. Are, they don't know. And we they told. watch stupid videos that are telling them probably the wrong information. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, no. Educate these kids. Yeah, because their parents educate listen, these kids. Because some kids are never going to hear yeah, from their most, parents. Most adults don't discuss these things with their. They're too you embarrassed. Know? They can't do it. They just say, "Oh, my kid's not doing that kind of thing." Yeah, no, they might be. Yeah, they probably are. They might be. And also, I can't believe I said orange soda up a cooch on. It, it's just I'm on a level here that you've brought me down to Broward <laughs> County School Board that I don't appreciate <laughs> on the podcast. Okay, so Long assured them that the books would be granted directly to all children, regardless of whether they attended public school. Yet this assurance was criticized by conservative con constitutionalists who claimed it violated the separation of church and state and sued Long. The case went to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled in Long's favor. Irritated by the immoral gambling dens and brothels in New Orleans, Long sent the National Guard to raid these establishments with orders to shoot without hesitation. Wait a minute. These now, are the same places he was hanging out in. Yeah, but they didn't support him. He was partying him, there. But these people don't support him. So now, so now we're going to fuck with you. So he, he got to play, but no one else gets to that's play. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Wow. But they didn't support his campaign. So now we got to come after you because we're going to show you that I am now the Constitution. Wow. <laughs> gambling wow. equipment was burned sex workers were arrested and over $25,000 which is equivalent to $376,000 today was confiscated for government funds wow taking that money local newspapers ran photos of national guardsmen forcibly searching nude women city authorities uh, had not requested military force and martial law had not been declared so like what are they doing here like that's when you send the national guard in right Per the Constitution, the Louisiana Attorney General denounced Long's actions as illegal, but Long rebuked him, saying, quote, nobody asked him his opinion, end quote. Despite wide disapproval, Long had the governor's mansion built in 1887, raised by convicts from the state penitentiary under his personal supervision. So they moved like they, you know what raised means, right? Like they, yeah. okay, they moved yeah. it. So they, 
but he did it with convicts, which you know he's not paying them for. In its place, so they moved the current governor right. to another place. And in its place, Long had a much larger Georgian mansion built. It bore a strong resemblance to the White House. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. He reportedly wanted to be familiar with the residents so what, he could be familiar when he became president. He had wow, built, he's manifesting. Like, he had it built like he is the, manifesting. He had it here. built like the White House. Is that still around? Yes, bitch. What? Yes. In 1929. No, he's wild, right? Everybody knows he's wild. And this, this legislature is like, we've had it with this motherfucker, right? In 1929, Long called a special session, a uh, legislative session, to enact a five-cent per barrel tax on refined oil production oh, to fund his social so programs. Yeah, Standard Oil, yeah. get in line. The state's oil interests opposed the bill. Um, Long declared in a radio address that any legislator who refused to support the tax had been bought by oil companies. Instead of persuading the legislature, the accusation infuriated many of its members. The Dynamite Squad, which is a caucus of opponents, introduced an impeachment resolution against Long. Can we get one of those in Broward? Ooh, Dynamite the Caucus. Dynamite Caucus. I would... We're starting it. Yeah. We're, that and but the, also the building d- the bench committee. Those are two things. That's yeah. what we're bringing, Broward. But also, could it be dynamite? Oh, like that? And he's like this on there? Yes. Yeah, we should do that. Okay. 19 <laughs> charges were listed ranging from, okay, so they introduced impeachment resolution. 19 charges were listed ranging from blasphemy to subordination of murder. Even Long's, like, you know, even Long's Lieutenant Governor Paul Sear supported impeachment. He accused Long of nepotism and alleged he made corrupt deals with a, a Texas oil company. Concerned, Long tried to close the session. <laughs> Prolonged <laughs> Speaker John B. Fournette uh, called for a vote to adjourn, right? Because he's like under this guy's thumb, uh, Long's thumb, you know. Despite most representatives opposing adjournment, the electronic vote board tallied 68 yeas and 13 nays. The spark... This, this sparked confusion. Anti-long representatives began chanting that the voting machine had been rigged. Oh, Some God, ran for go. the speaker's chair to call for a new vote, but met resistance with their prolonged colleagues, sparking a brawl later known as Bloody Monday. Oh! In the scuffle, legislators threw inkwells, allegedly attacked <laughs> others with brass knuckles, and Long's <gasps> brother Earl bit a legislator's neck. Wow! Vampire style, bitch. Vampires? Vampire. Brass knuckles? Style. Who just walks around with brass knuckles? I don't know, but I want to be that person. Mm. So like you badly. just randomly have your brass knuckles in yeah. your pocket ready to go. You know what that what did brass knuckles just make you think of? The righteous gemstones. Oh my god. <laughs> when they try to show him how to be tough, the brother in law. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking great. And he messes it all up. Oh god, so cute. he gets beat up with a guy's dick so flapping cute. around. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that was the funniest damn <laughs> scene. <laughs> exactly. Funniest Am I really watching scene. this? Following the fight, the legislature voted to remain in session and proceed with impeachment. Proceedings in the House took place with dozens of witnesses, including a hula dancer who claimed that Long had been frisky with her. Oh. <laughs> he was impeached on eight uh, of the 19 charges. Frisky. Long- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> oh, my God. He was impeached on eight of the 19 charges. Long was the third Louisiana governor charged in the state's history. Long was frightened by the prospect of conviction because it would force him from the governorship and permanently disqualify him from holding office in Louisiana. He took his case to the people with a mass meeting in Baton Rouge where he alleged that impeachment was a ploy by Standard Oil to thwart his programs. Wow. It, I mean, I mean it, it could I mean, have been. That's true. But, but also, you're also, an asshole. Yeah. So. Maybe if he wasn't so much of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. The house a bruised ego. Yeah. 
Um, the House referred the charges to the Louisiana Senate, in which conviction required a two-thirds majority. Long produced a round-robin statement signed by 15 senators pledging to vote not guilty, regardless of the evidence. The impeachment process, now futile, was suspended without an impeachment trial. So he was able to gather enough to be like, well, what's the point, right? It, was, it has been alleged that both sides used bribes to buy votes and that Long later awarded the round-robin signers with pro positions or other favors. Of course, following the failed impeachment attempt, Long treated his opponents ruthlessly. Oh, so now because now it, just like Omar and, from yeah. just like Omar from The Wire, if you're going to come at the king, you best not miss, Ooh. right? You best not miss. And so here we go. Like this is now what you're going to get because this guy don't give a fuck. Uh, he fired their relatives from state <gasps> jobs and supported their challengers in elections. Long concluded that extra legal means would be needed to accomplish his goals. He said, quote, I used to try to get things done by saying, please, now I dynamite him out of my path, end quote. Ooh. Receiving death threats, he surrounded himself with bodyguards. Now a resolute critic of the lying press... Here we now go. that yeah. long established his own newspaper in March 1930 <laughs> called the Louisiana Progress. Oh, this is like a truth social. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> this is truth. This is the 18, yeah. uh, 1900, uh, early, early uh, 1900s version of Do truth everything social. you can to get your own <laughs> yeah. words out. Yeah. Yeah. The paper yeah. was extremely popular, widely distributed by policemen, highway workers, and government truckers. So it's like <laughs> everything is just a carbon copy, yeah. but with technology today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't end you know trump isn't the first one to manipulate it's 100 years later yeah. <laughs> here we are it's 100 years later yeah anybody want to buy a shirt that says santa's <laughs> airways on it so shortly after the impeachment long now nicknamed the kingfish was uh, after an amos and andy character announced his candidacy for the u.s senate in the 1930 democratic primary so now here's our next yeah. step in his, yeah. his manifestation I, I, I know him right? as a senator Okay. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I got some, some of his some yeah. of his shenanigans. He framed his campaign as a referendum. He, if he won, he presumed the public supported his programs over the opposition of the legislature. Obviously, if he lost, he pr promised to resign. On September he 9th, nineteen thirty, he of course wins his election, and although his Senate term began on March fourth, nineteen thirty one. Long completed most of his four-year term as governor, which did not end until May 1932. So he was holding both seats, like refused to step Don't aside. You, uh, oh, I guess if it's not in their I constitution. I think maybe now. May, probably is now. By occupying the governorship until January 25th, 1932, Long prevented Lieutenant Governor Sir, uh, who threatened to undo Long's reforms from succeeding to the office. Wow. Yep. And he's a senator, so like now you're up against that power as well. Yeah. In October 1931, Sir learned Long was in Mississippi and declared himself the state's legitimate governor, which we've also seen this before, right? Where now we're going to start doing whatever we want. In response, Long ordered National Guard troops to surround the Capitol to block Sir's coup d'etat, coup d'etat, coup d'etat. And petitioned the Louisiana Supreme Court. Long su successfully argued, like he always does, that Sir had vacated the office of lieutenant governor when trying to assume the governorship and had the court eject Sir from his position as wow. lieutenant governor. Now governor and senator-elect, Long returned to completing his legislative agenda with renewed strength. He continued his intimidating, uh, intimidating practice of presiding over the legislature, shouting, shut up or sit down when legislators voiced their concerns. Wow. In a single night, Long passed 44 bills in just two hours, one every three minutes. 
Jesus. He later explained his tactics as, quote, the end justifies the means, end quote. Mm. Long endorsed prolonged candidates and wooed others with favors. He often joked with leg- his legislature was the, quote, finest collection of lawmakers money can buy, end that, quote. No, uh, ass kissers. Like, also, it's Brown the thing nosers. that is, like, fucking kind of shocking, too, is that he does, he's just saying the, the part that nobody yeah. says out loud. Right, like he's saying he knows that he, there's no ramifications. Yeah. I wish we would. I wish they would no do that now. Like, why is Jordan? Right. Just say how you feel about Jordan. Say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, he organized and concentrated his power in, into a political machine, a one-man operation, which is basically what they called it. He placed his brother Earl in charge of allotting patronage appointments to local politicians and signing state contracts with businessmen in exchange for loyalty. Long appointed allies to key government. Pos- government positions such as giving Robert Maestri in the office of Con- conservation commissioner and making Oscar K Allen head of Louisiana highway commission. Maestri would deliberately neglect the regulation of energy companies in exchange for industry donations to long's commission or campaign fund. While Allen took direction from Earl, the brother on which construction and supply companies to contract for road work. Wow. Concerned by these tactics, long's opponents charged. He had become the virtual dictator of the state which is true, right? Now I say, I'll tell you a little bit about him being a senator because there are things that happen there that are important that he does, but I can't get into everything, but there no, are some yeah, social yeah, things yeah, that yeah, he does yeah. that. So in the Senate, he was a major pain in the ass, like like in DC, just like he was in Louisiana. Right. He held up major legislation for days with long fiery speeches on the floor and using the uh, filibuster to try to derail le- le- uh, legislation. Filibuster. Yeah, he supported FDR, American badass, uh, for president in 1932, <laughs> but wasn't given a prominent speaking tour by the campaign to support FDR. Like he was uh-uh. given little pl- spots in the South well, to like give speeches. I don't think his ego can handle so that kind of So he doesn't like thing. it. Yeah, no, 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 so no. when the president was elected, long opposed most of the president's agenda, including the new deal. Wow. This annoyed FDR. So he had long's finances investigated by the IRS, but of course they came up empty handed, but he also had other people around him being investigated and a lot of them were arrested. Wow. Yeah. So this is like again, I'm, what a waste of time and money. <laughs> because one guy is just a yeah. jerk. Yeah, one guy is a jerk, and all of this time is wasted. Yeah, he continued to maintain effective control of Louisiana while he was a senator, and he was blurring the boundary between like federal and state politics. Like it's crazy how he keeps kept his hand in Louisiana. I mean very stronghold Mm. and he chose his childhood friend oscar k allen to succeed king in the january 1932 election to be governor and with the support of long's voter base allen won easily permitting long to resign as governor to take his seat in the u.s senate in january 1932 and then allen widely viewed as a puppet as dutifully enacted long's policies and when long visited louisiana Allen would relinquish his office for the senator and working outside of his receptionist desk. So this would roll into town and be like, this is my office. And get into the governor's office. And this guy would walk out and sit outside at the, the, the secretary's desk. That is so demeaning. Yeah, demoralizing, right? Oh, my Though God. Though he had no con- constitutional authority, Long continued to draft and press bills through the Louisiana State Legislature. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Can you imagine Only Rick in America. Scott? Could you imagine Rick Scott doing that? <gasps> Could you imagine Rick Scott just coming in and continuing and to write fucking bills for Florida? That, that would be outward. I, oh I don't my even God. know. Um, or DeSantis when he leaves, like, oh, oh that God, he's gone and he's still please. fucking hanging out. 
please. Oh, and just walking into like and the also governor's like he he can't offices. let it go. He cannot let it go. So fucked up. Like no one can do it but me. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Get get out. Uh, one of the laws passed was uh, what Long called a tax on lying, a 2% tax on newspaper advertising revenue. Mm. Yep, going after the press still. So all of this is building tension in Louisiana, of course, right? Like people aren't happy. This guy's still fucking hanging around. Like we can't get anything done. Like it's fucked up. By 1935, Long's consolidation of power led to talk of armed opposition from his enemies in Louisiana. In January 1935, an anti-Long paramilitary organization called the Square Deal Association was formed. Its members included former governors John M. Parker, who we know from before, and Ruffin Pleasant, and New Orleans Mayor T. Semmes Walmsley. These are all people in a paramilitary, a former two former governors against this guy. This is out. This is like. So insane. Yeah. Standard oil threatened to leave the state when Long oh finally passed the five cent per barrel oil, oil tax. Concerned standard oil employees formed a square deal association in Baton Rouge, organizing themselves in militia companies and demanding direct action. On January 25th, 1935, the square dealers now armed seized the East Baton Rouge Parish Courthouse. This is crazy. Long had Governor Allen execute emergency measures in Baton Rouge. He called in the National Guard, declared martial law, banned public gatherings of two or more persons, and forbade the publication of criticism of state officials. This is the same guy that put his own newspaper out. Yeah. And now you can't write anything bad about state officials. Wow. The square dealers left the courthouse, but there was a brief armed uh, squirmish at the Baton Rouge airport. Tear gas and live ammunition was fired. One person was wounded, but there were no fatalities. At a legal hearing, an alleged spy within the square dealers testified that they were conspiring to assassinate Long. In the summer of 1935, Long called special two special legislative sessions in Louisiana. He's not the governor. He's not the governor. Yeah, he's the senator. Bills were passed in rapid fire succession without being read or discussed. What? But but what are these bills? Oh, God knows. I, I, you know, please. This this is wild. Yeah, whatever it is is bad. Oh, here we go. The new, sorry, it's in my next paragraph. The new laws further centralized long control over the state by creating new long appointed state agencies, a state bond and tax board holding sole authority to approve loans to local (gasps) governments, a new state printing board, which could withhold, quote, official printer status from uncooperative newspapers. What? A new board of election supervisors, which would appoint all poll watchers and the state board of censors. So basically he has a little, like, dictatorship yeah. happening yeah he's he control, control. trying to control the press the first amendment and like always elections right yeah. always elections they stripped away the remaining powers of the mayor of new orleans long boost ha- boasted he had quote taken over every board and commission in new orleans except the community chest and red cross and quote wow a september 7th special session passed 42 bills the most extreme likely aimed at roosevelt and his federal agents authorized louisiana to fine and imprison anyone who infringed on the powers reserved to the state in the 10th amendment of the United States Constitution. Man. Okay, so here People we go. People hate him. Yeah. On September 8th, 1935, Long traveled to the state capitol to pass a bill that would gerrymander the district of an opponent, Judge Benjamin Pavy, who had held his position for 28 years. Obviously, he's not a fan of Long. Long's like, you know, we're going to make sure you don't get these votes so you can't be elected judge ever again. This is this is the whole gerrymandering. Oh, girl. But also, it's been a tool in this fight for power for Forever. god knows how long get like, rid of it yeah just get rid of it 
at night. Nobody wants it. No. And and also like it's just the way to, like listen, Florida was just told they have to yeah. go back. Alabama was gerrymandering maps taking away I mean, power from black and brown voters and they just told the Supreme Court's like no. Just do some kind of mathematical equation. There yeah. are people out there we've seen it before, we've talked about it before on the podcast, that there are people who have done this in an equitable way that are have have, have no interest, right? Are just some math nerds. Yeah. Just do it. And and also if if you're so equitable, but it's, it's always and you're so thing. afraid, that's right? It. If you think everybody fucking that's loves it. you, that's it. Yeah. If everybody loves you and everyone thinks you're right and they all think you're amazing, what are you afraid of? That's right. Trust in the they voters know. and trust in your position and policies. Yeah. But they know that it's bullshit. Yeah. You, you're empty suits. Nothing to offer. At 9:20 p.m., just after passage of the bill effectively removing Pavey, this judge. Pavey's son-in-law, Carl Weiss, approached Long and, according to the generally accepted version of events, fired a single shot with a handgun from four feet away, striking Long in the torso. Long's bodyguards then fired at Weiss with their pistols, killing him. An autopsy found Weiss had been shot at least 60 times. Wow. Long ran down a flight of stairs and across the Capitol grounds, hailing a car to take him to Our Lady of the Lake Hospital. He was rushed to the operating room where surgery closed perforations in his intestines, but failed to stop internal bleeding. He died at 4.10 a.m. on September 10th, 31 hours after being shot. Mm. I remember like hearing about his death. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say he deserves it. No, but like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, you have your bodyguards, like you, you, there's only so far you can push people yeah. before they push back. Listen, I, but I, I'm not saying that that's what's happening here, but I understand the frustration of being, watching things slip away where you're, you're even your mere existence trans people and lgbtq people black and brown people their history like their mere existence is being washed away or not acknowledged right right or even like financial ruin because yeah. of insurance costs i i know i harp on I it but it's a real thing and people are in dire straits reproductive here. rights man it, i mean we're we losing have young girls like so that don't want to stay in the state yeah you can only what do, do we, so much you can only go so far to where people get very frustrated and it's it it's it's so short-sighted to like what the real issues are here that you in your place of power could do so much good and you choose to do evil according to different sources his last words were either quote i wonder what will happen to my poor university boys end quote or it was quote god don't let me die i have so much to do end quote i don't, I don't believe either of those I mean, maybe they're true, and if they are, geez. I think it's the, I have so much to do. Yeah. That's what I think it is. This relax, man was relax. relentless. Rela- yeah, yeah. You're dying. <laughs> Just fucking go, man. He's still like, I've got 42 more bills to pass yeah. in three hours. Like, Where's my pen? <laughs> yeah, my God. Where's my pen? Over 200,000 people traveled to Baton Rouge to attend Long's September 12th funeral. His remains were buried on the grounds of the Capitol. A statue, this is incredible. Look at our notes, our pictures. Depicting Long was constructed on his grave. This fucking statue, and it's facing the Capitol building, but it's like this huge statue, like a monument, and then his statue's at the top, and he's like this, and he's facing the Capitol building. It's like, why would you want this haunting image staring at you every day going to work? Ugh. Um, after, although Long's allies alleged he was assassinated by political opponents, a federal probe found no evidence of conspiracy. Like, 
you know, we had those groups that had gotten yeah. those paramilitary groups. This was a son-in-law who was watching his father-in-law yeah. lose his lifelong job of yeah. like being a judge probably was a good, I don't know. Let's just say he was a good guy. Who the fuck knows? But like, yeah, was losing his he pushed, livelihood. He got pushed to the edge. Yeah. And they he were tired and now, you, it's, and it was personal. It was personal. So Long's death brought relief to the Roosevelt administration, which would win in a landslide in the 1936 election. Roosevelt's close economic advisor, Rexford Tugwell, wrote that, quote, when he was gone, it seemed that a beneficent peace had fallen on the land. Father wow. Coughlin, Reno Townsend, who were other people who were killed, were, after all, pygmies compared with Huey. He had been a major phenomenon, end quote. Mm. I mean, he's a presence for sure. Yeah. Tugwell also said that Roosevelt regarded Long's assassination as a providential occurrence. Mm. So the aftermath, after Long's death, a family dynasty emerged. His brother Earl was elected lieutenant governor in 1936 and governor in 1948 and 1956. Dang. As chairman of the Senate, uh, I'm sorry, Long's widow, Rose Long, replaced him in the Senate. Oh, we've seen that yes, before. Yeah. And his son, Russell, was a U.S. Senator from 1948 to 1987. Jesus. 40 years. 40 years. It's too long. As what chairman a- of the Senate Finance Committee, Russell shaped the nation's tax laws, advocating low business taxes and passing, passing legislation beneficial to the poor like the earned income tax credit. Other relatives, including George, Gillis, and Speedy, have represented Louisiana in Congress. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, these, it's like these family dynasties yeah. in our politics. Like, uh, But even like if that it. is your dynasty, wouldn't, you, wouldn't be the last thing you wanted to do was to go into politics? Like, this is the person. And were people sympathetic to the family? Like, do you really think that people were like, oh, poor Longs? Like, weren't people like, oh, God. I (laughs) mean, he was a monster. Girl. How how about that? You like that one? That was amazing. (laughs) So good. I I mean, it's insane. Like, I wonder if he ever would have been elected president. He seems like that he could have uh, uh, worked his way. Yeah into that and he'd be like a johnson you and know, also like just I, a, a, yeah. another bully oh by the way oh i didn't include that in here that was another thing that i found very interesting johnson used to watch him in the senate and watch him on the steps of the senate like giving these speeches outside oh, to the press that's and it inspired him and so, so when you think about we know johnson yeah. would be on the house floor and he'd be in people's yeah. faces and he'd fucking get really close to them that is what Ooh. long did in louisiana he's doing a huey long yeah he, he was, was pulling ins- a yeah huey long. he was totally inspired by him yeah but I also think Long would go back to Louisiana because that was his ultimate power. When you t- take that same person and put him in a U.S. Senate with people from all over the country, they're not going to put up. It's, to yeah, they don't want to put up. That. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to put up with you? That? May be a big p- fish in the little yeah. pond over here, but up here, baby, you, you don't have that sort of that mm-hmm. sort of uh, grift. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, boy. We. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Louisiana in the house. Oh my God. That was so good. Hey, 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 <laughs> Louisiana. Oh, here's the last thing I want to tell you. A uh, uh, TV note. Oh, I know that you'll, you'll know this because you're like your literature. You love Ad- Edgar Allan Poe. Have you seen oh. the show on Netflix? The, uh, called the fall of the house of Usher. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, very good. I it's love the, I mean, fuck. the story's great. It's fucking insane. Have I, you read I the didn't story? No, I don't know. No. I didn't even know Edgar Allan Poe was involved. Except there's a couple, you know, in each episode, there's these Roderick long, Usher. yeah, there's these long, uh, dot like monologues and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I realized oh. they're actually like, this is from <laughs> the writing. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but 
so dark. I need so to see good. it. Because I, I, I love that story is it's like so um, insane when he starts off and he's heading towards the house of Usher and it's like winter and desolate. Yeah. And there's no sound. And he's like, you know, recalling their friendship. And he's like, I got to go there to help this thing. And, you know, and then he realizes like, yeah, Ooh, things are not good in that crazy, house. Things crazy. are not good. And then it's like the little fissure happening. Like it's, it's, it's like the little cracks are cracks starting um, to happen in the, in the house? The way that they set it up, because they probably had to make it more modern, yeah. you know? So it's like a pharmaceutical company. Oh, they oh they modern? Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's it's Usher, but in today's time? Yes. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was like... So you see a lot of like, yeah. It's, oh. it's real. I mean, I thought it was excellent. Oh, I'm same gonna, I'm same idea, though. I'm going to, I'm going to, this Yeah, you should watch it. I would definitely recommend it. I'm not a big like scary horror movie person. But I, I watched, it was interesting. I watched a really crazy horror movie last night with my husband that was called Classic Horror Movie. It was in Italian. God. And. Oh, my God. It was so wackadoodle. Yeah. It was wackadoodle. But. It, yes. On our last, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite things that Tina does is when she, like, wants to tell you something that happened to her, right? <laughs> She's going to tell you a memory. In our last episode, there was a part where we, we were talking about the music. And when I know when Tina's about to tell me a good story. Because oh. she goes, there was this time. <laughs> and her eyes close and she kind of leans down like this. And I, I in the you, on the YouTube, you see me. I look at her. I go, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I know it's coming. It's there was coming. This time, or when oh you hear God. many moons ago. Many moons ago. <laughs> and they're always fucking great stories. <laughs> we were talking about that last night when I was out with Emma and everybody. Aww. And she was like, every time Tina drops a little nugget, I learn more about her. I go, there, it's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on that Aww, we don't know. I love all of them so much. <laughs> oh my God, good stories. Right, well, hey. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.